0: You're sitting there listening or watching this episode and feeling that you are meant for so much more than being in a cubicle day in and day out, overworked and unfulfilled. I'm all too familiar with that feeling because I was there too and so was my guest for this episode. And we're here to tell you that it's not too late to take a leap of faith and go for what you want, whether it is to launch your own business or to start making content. My guest is Rich Cardona, Rich walked away from his corporate job in one of the biggest companies in the world with no plan but to follow his own curiosity. He started making content connected with mentors and cool people in the industry like Gary Vee and launched his successful business in his late 30s. You will love his story. He has incredible insights into entrepreneurship, building a business with integrity and passion, and having healthy habits and discipline. He's also an incredible human, and he was very generous with his time. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Hot Sound School presents Content Heavy, The podcast that helps online business owners make better content and more money. Let's Hefe up. We have uh, so many things in common. <laughs> Uh, first we, uh, I discovered that your family is from Colombia and I'm Colombian. Yes. Um, also we are uh, working in the same industry because we're teaching people how to make content. And Mm. also I'm pretty sure we follow the same people, uh, that we had, uh, the same mentors or some of them. Um, and also something that caught my attention and that's the whole reason you're here is because... Um, you are a family man, and oh, yeah. you're running a business while having two daughters and running your business from home and all that. Yes. Um, my question to you, as I was doing research for this interview and looking at you know Facebook and listening to some interviews, um, we oh that's another thing that we have in common is that you got your MBA, and I went to law school, so I have a doctorate in law.
1: Dang, I didn't uh, know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, girl, I uh, wanted to be a lawyer. Wow. Um,
1: <laughs> so did I. We had that in common. I wanted oh, to, really? but you actually went through with uh, the education. I did not.
0: Yeah. And so we had that in common. And I remember when I decided to walk away from that, and you did too, that it was, I was full of insecurities. I was, um, I carry a lot of shame. I was thinking like what my family is going to think about this decision that I'm about to make, how it's going to impact them financially, uh, what my colleagues are going to think, Um, you know, what, what are the consequences of this big decision that I'm about to take? Did you went through any of, of that at all? Oh, all of it.
1: Yeah. All of it. And I think, I, I I was recounting uh, this very recently. So, just quick background: like Gary Vee is the first person I, whose content I ever consumed, that made me feel like you should and stop at nothing to pursue the life that you want and to get out of the life that you don't want. And I was working at Amazon at the time, and uh, I started watching his content and started kind of like game planning my exit strategy and I was doing good work, but I was also very, I was being a terrible husband. I had a new, she's a 18 months, but I was not having the influence I wanted to on my first daughter and all this other stuff. So I kind of worked myself out of that job, put myself in a position where I was taking a lot of risks, uh, almost to the point where I, I mean, I was probably going to get fired. And I will tell you this when I, resigned before I could get, before they could uh, eventually fire me. It was like the most massive amount of relief. I I, it's, it's, it's kind of indescribable now, everything that you're saying was secondary to that. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like I needed to think about what my family would think. I needed to think about what my friends would think a little bit, but the relief outweighed the, the uncertainty so much more. And I think, especially talking to someone who's got a doctorate, you know, you're capable of things, you know, you have a skill set. you know, you can thrive, you know, you can do. And if action alleviates all anxiety. So I was just like, okay, I just need to get to work. You know, I didn't know what work was. I had no idea, but I knew that, you know, for a short time, we were going to move in with my uh, wife's parents, with my daughter and my dog. And I was like, I'm going to figure this stuff out. And that decompression really leveled me. And then I think you might have had the same experience where you don't really have time to think about all those things that you mentioned because it's like, you got to do something. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You (laughs) have a family to feed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you just have, you're just thinking immediately of like, what do I need to do? Because what I can't do is nothing. That's Mm -hmm. your family did not sign up for that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and coming from your background and me coming from a military background, like that's not what I signed up for either. So Yes, I went through it, but at the same time, I was happily naive. Uh, I was just—I was so relieved. That's all that mattered.
0: Like looking back, would you change how you did things, or if somebody's thinking about taking that leap of faith and like moving on from that crappy job that they don't like, or the getting a second chance because they thought they had all these expectations and things that they were going to achieve with their degree their you know mm-hmm. professional success and they're like ready to do that like would you what would you recommend or what would you have, would you have you done differently
1: it's i i'm gonna be just really honest with you veronica like i i could go back and forth on this answer but my gut always says i would do nothing different it's just like burn the boats mentality like do not give yourself option a b and c I think the more security you have, the less hungry you'll be to actually like do the things you need to do in order to kind of get going in the direction you're supposed to head. And that's going to look different. Like you might be in this direction for six months and then this one for six months and thought, oh, I got this figured out. I'm going to do video. And then next thing you know, 14 months later, you're like, this ain't it. So it's like if you have the mentality that there's always kind of a backup plan, I actually think that dissipates has a potential to dissipate your work ethic on the flip side of that we're talking about whether you're single or a family like you have a lifestyle you have food and rent and or a mortgage or all these things and it's like okay what are you going to do uh, about all those things if you just get up and leave i mean yeah i i get it i know plenty of people who have side hustles that they wanted to become their full-time hustle but They've still been doing it for quite a while. Like that, I, I don't want to say it's a myth, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to give you such a ridiculous example right now. It's like the dude, um, the, the, the woman who's, who's dating a married man. And he's like, don't worry, I'm going to leave. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Like, don't yeah. worry, like, our t- don't worry, like just in a couple more years, I just, it's the same thing. It's like, you're mm-hmm. never going to have all the attention on the one thing because you're trying to balance so many things, like in my opinion, like you're almost better off. Just like, if you're not just rid yourself of what you don't want to be doing altogether. And that way you could focus hundred percent of attention. Now there's another Gary V kind of deal is like, you need to be willing to downsize. You need to be willing to sell some of the stuff. You need to be willing to whatever. The only say the thing I would say to recommend to like, just stay at the job is like, at least get savings and just be like, okay, what are my normal expenses? Okay. I have six months to work something out. Or have a backup plan, like I'll live with family, something along those lines. But I think as long as you're splitting attention, you're gonna take the road's gonna be way way longer.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I I agree with that so much. And also, you know, when you mentioned the feeling that you had when you walked away from Amazon, it's the same feeling I had when I walked away. I was working for American Express for the mm-hmm. Fraud Protection Department, <laughs> and it, it doesn't like sound, it sounds glamorous. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. Yeah. I was working in a cubicle in this run-down building that I'm Pretty sure we, we shouldn't, that was not safe for us to be in that building. Wow. And we was just like new attorneys working there, and I just couldn't do it anymore like i would get sick every morning just to think that i was going to have to spend the next hours in that place
1: a hundred percent and
0: and yeah and i also agree with you when you say like you just have to do it Mm. because we get we just get into this pickles that like okay i have it because i i I took my time to make the decision and I was just like, just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into how am I going to do this? It's not going to work. I have to dedicate my full time to this. Yeah, Um, You know, and then you start resenting your job even more totally because you're not happy and then you're ready to move on. Um, I think um, there are a lot of people out there in our situation. And I think that's why I wanted to have you here and ask all these questions. Yeah. Did you find full support from your wife when you did it? Or did <laughs> you find some resistance?
1: <laughs> Such a great question. And I think this is the intangible that is not discussed enough because you, Veronica, or me, Rich, might be like, I cannot go back to that place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I can, I cannot think of doing another holiday there. I cannot think of them moving me to another shift. I cannot think of whatever. And there's also the party that's like, I can't think of not having the money. But that that's just you. When it comes to them, I, I think the intangible is, do they have your support or are they questioning you? Uh, or are they bringing valid concerns? And of course, they're going to have valid concerns. But my opinion, just my opinion is that that person should be supportive and they're probably going to recognize that you've been miserable for a while and they'd love to see the person they know come back. And that's what happened in my situation. She's just like, we were going to actually get relocated to Portland and I was super pumped about it. And in a way, because there was a a Marine Corps, one of my commanding officers from the Marine Corps was actually in charge of a facility out there. He's like, come on out. I'm like, okay, maybe this will change things. And you know what? Like, it didn't work out. And, and it might've been for a good reason, but either way, she's just like, I I was just having so much difficulty. And she goes, I think this is it. And that, that literally is what propelled me to like, kind of fast track, like my peace out time, because I knew I had her support. The fact that she even recommended we could live with her parents who, you know, I got along with, but like no grown man wants to move in with their in-laws, especially with their dog. And you know, their daughter in your in-laws basement had an MBA. You have a doctorate. I'm a retired Marine. You know, I was working at one of the most well-known companies on earth. And I was like, and she's okay with that. That's the only okay I needed. That's the only okay I needed. So here's what I would say. If, if there's not, if there's, you don't have the support that you want, number one, you definitely have to be rational about that and understand that they're completely legitimate concerns and valid. Like you can't, you can't be so desperate to get out that you actually are not empathetic to what's important to them. Now, if it's like lifestyle things, and this person's like, well, what about our vacations or what about the car or what about this? And then, and you're over that stuff, then you might have, uh, you might have got to a point where your paths or your goals are actually diverging and you just didn't recognize it. Um, so I think that's important to know as well, but I think overall, that support should be, should just be there. And uh, this is funny we haven't talked before, but like my wife now has a business. So there's two entrepreneurs living in this house and I'm watching her go through the, I'm watching her go through it. And it doesn't, and look, like, no matter how much I try and help her, like she's trying to do it on her own. And it's like, okay, so like my support, as much as I thought it was support, the actual support I could give her is by not saying anything. <laughs> and, but anyway, so, so I think that part, It's so big, but her support is all I needed. Parent support, I could care less. I will tell you right now, my dad's like, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you you gonna do? Mm -hmm. Like, this is a hobby. Cause I started vlogging a little bit. My mom was just like, (laughs) you're gonna do what? And I just so didn't care. I'm like, I'm a grown man. So, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> your Colombian parents. Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. yeah,
0: My mom was the same. My mom, oh, wait a minute. So you went to school for how many yeah. years? And then you were walking away from that. And then so I went uh, to the U.S. to watch your kids while you yeah. were starting for yeah. the bar exam. And all of that effort, I'm like, mom, just, uh, you're thinking about you. What about me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so, my life. So true though. I I could understand, but it's, it's, that's so hard because like, I, I think this is, how do I articulate this? People are willing to sacrifice you for you if they agree with what you're doing. Mm-hmm, yeah. And if not, it's like, well, like. dude you can count on me for a lot of things do not count on me to help you move because i don't like helping people move (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's like people it's different and i mean of course you expect like unconditional love when it comes to that kind of thing but yeah i respect her opinion on that and i also respect yours like no man this ain't it Mm -hmm. so i'm with you
0: that um that's amazing i think that um that it takes a lot of courage just to, just to know for a certainty that you are going to embark on this journey, like no matter what, mm-hmm. and you just have so much faith in it, mm-hmm. and and also it's the feeling that like, I don't want to go back to that, and I don't care. Yes. like I'm gonna make it work because that. I'm not going back to that. So I'm gonna get resourceful. I'm gonna get scrappy. Yes. I'm gonna to get to work because that's not that's not for me.
1: So I was listening to uh, Ed Milet and Alex Hormozzi this morning, and I was like, just blown away. And I'm like, okay. And Alex said something. He goes, "I've always have found myself happy happiest in the pursuit, not in the destination." Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about being scrappy and getting resourceful, like at the time, it doesn't feel like it, but that's the best time.
0: Like, I know <laughs> it's like
1: you can't get enough of it. You don't realize mm-hmm. it. you're just relentless and you're focused and you're like, dude, you got the blinders on like mm-hmm. it's the best time. That's that's when you really find out who you are. And, and I agree with that. It's like happiness is in the pursuit.
0: It's in the pursuit. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you don't see it at the beginning, but then you realize it later down the road. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize it is like when you you know that you are becoming an entrepreneur because yeah. you're like, wait a minute, like everything is going well. Like maybe I should get on another project. Maybe like, you know, you just have that mm-hmm. itch. You just have, you, you like the challenge, the, yes. the, the ups and downs, the, okay. Like roll up your sleeves and see let's, what are we going to do here? Yeah. I, I listened to an episode, um, I think, do you listen to the Diary of a CEO? Oh, yeah. So he interviewed uh, the the CEO and owner of Airbnb and the same, like the thrill for him is the struggle. And the, mm-hmm. when he went through the pandemic, when Airbnb went through the pandemic, that was the highlight of you know his career as an entrepreneur and how he was able to rescue his company. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's this like, it's Alex Hormoses, Hormoses mm-hmm. the Hormoses and mm-hmm. all of the like, great entrepreneurs that we see they are they thrive in the struggle and yes i think that's one of the qualities that you develop as an entrepreneur that you don't develop by working for somebody else staying at a job that you don't like
1: yeah can i add one thing um i think it's really really important for listeners or anyone who watches is Like we're talking kind of like the early stages um, of entrepreneurship, but I think once you've been in it for a little while, something I'd love to help you realize before you realize it is that like there's there's no finish lines. Like there's literally like once you achieve something, I think it flees so fast. You're just like, what's next? Mm -hmm. I think if you're in it, if you're truly in it that's something I would just be aware of in advance. Like you're never ever going to be satisfied. And that doesn't mean you need to scale that doesn't, or it doesn't mean more followers or subs or rankings or whatever, but you're always going to have another goal. The thrills and the pursuit is, is what we mean. It's like, okay, cool. Like at some point you're like, this should have happened considering the amount of work I've put in or we've put in or whatever it may be. But then once you hit it, it's just like, it's, it's just fast. It's just like, I think, um, I think I was watching something, uh, Deion Sanders or, uh, no, I I forget. It was a, it was a head coach of some team. It was a documentary and, and as soon as they won the, Oh, it was, sorry. It was the Florida Gators and it was called something about the swamp is great. And urban Myers is coach of the Florida Gators. They just won the national championship. Everyone's in the locker room celebrating and he's in his office calling recruits. (laughs) he's already thinking of next year now that's Mm -hmm. maybe obsessive or whatever. And he couldn't be president in the moment, but you know, you're always thinking of the next thing. And I just think like you will not be satisfied. And I I just think it's really important for people to understand that like you'll have quick wins and whatever, but like you're going to spend a lot of your time down here and that's where it really is.
0: So throughout your journey as an entrepreneur, has it ever been a time when you have felt there's no hope. Things are not gonna happen for me. I'll give up. Like I can't I can't keep doing this anymore. Lumping my throat. Uh why is this happening to me? Like, have you had one of
1: those? Every week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm describing myself. I just have one this morning. Oh man.
1: Yeah. Every I pulled over. I swear to you, I pulled over. T- uh, like about two weeks ago. And I was like, what the F am I doing right now? And things were going well, Veronica. And it was like, but still I'm like, what is it? What is it supposed to look like in five years? Okay. Wait a second. Our margins are getting smaller or I don't know if this new person on the team is actually going to work out. Like they were great in the trial period, but now all of a sudden they're punting it. Um, you know, it's like, "Mm, have I been neglecting the girls too much? It's like, am I (laughs) working too much? but I love to work. It's like all these conversations I have with myself is like, it just never goes away. And this is just like, this like self-loathing, debilitating, you know, schizophrenic moment that happens once in a while. And the way I cope with that, so to speak, is by realizing that that those days are infrequent compared to the days where I get up, I'm like, let's freaking go. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many more of those days, but if, if, if I would just say like if the, if, there, if those days started to those opposite days started to like catch up in terms of like a balance, then I'd probably realize there's a problem. But you ask that question because you know, you already know. Like you, the people around you, the people I saw you had Dylan on recently. Like that dude has the same thing. <laughs> Alex has this. Alex Hormozzi <laughs> has the same thing. Attorney, uh, attorney. Um, you know, my Like all those people, everyone has that, and that's just like. That's actually so comforting for me to know because we all have insecurities because this is completely unpredictable. Like, you can't can't win. That's why I'm saying we don't rest on the victories very often because, like, you can't win. And when you're winning is when you're supposed to put your foot on the gas the most, which is completely counterintuitive. And I'm trying to get better about that. But yeah, of course, like, but I'll tell you what, it beats that uncertainty. Beats the certainty of staying at a place that I know I don't want to be at. A hundred times out of a hundred. I'll take it. I've, I'll, and I'll, sorry, I'll we get to the next question in a second. But I literally, literally am like, if this falls apart, I know what car I'm going to get and I'm going to Uber my face <laughs> off and I'm just going to do it. like, you know what I mean? I'll, I will figure it out. But like, I've I imagined myself having to Uber and be like, I'll just have to make sure I document that as part of the journey as well and put that on YouTube. Be like, yeah, man. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, and yeah, when you were talking about your girls hmm. and that, you know, the feeling that sometimes you're not spending enough time with them. um, ooh, it hurts. Like, it hurts. Like, it makes me want to cry.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um because as a as a parent, either you're if whether you're working for you have your nine to five or you are running your business from home and you get to see them like there's always this lingering guilt that you have for not spending time with them mm-hmm. um. I feel like with entrepreneurship, we have a little bit of uh, more of a leeway. We can take breaks and take him to, you know, go get ice cream. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that you did that the other day. Yeah. Um. So it's, it, it, it hurts and you have to find the balance. But uh, at the same time, I like to lie to myself and say, they're watching me building something <laughs> big for them. They're, they're watching me going through the ups and downs like they're watching mommy i you know with her laptop on the kitchen table trying to you know make things work she, she, mommy is building a legacy that's why i tell <laughs> my kids mommy is building a legacy so you're not lying ugh, it's just like as i i get it like as a parent i i get it and i think that, that there are a lot of people out there with kids a lot of people out there with busy schedules um you know thinking that they don't want to disappoint their kids too that's something that um, gets me out of bed very early in the morning it's Mm -hmm. like i want to make them proud Mm -hmm. and if you know somebody who's listening or watching this and you are you've been putting that in the back burner you're not quite certain of how is it gonna happen or just have faith and Trust that if you have that itch, if you're not happy where you are right now, you should take the leap of faith and do it because you want to give your kids and your spouse and your family the best version of you. Yeah. And you're never going to find out like what's the best version of you if you don't make changes. I want you to do me a favor and follow and subscribe to the podcast. You play a very important part in helping us grow content, heavy. We have a goal of becoming the number one podcast for content creators and creative CEOs, and we cannot achieve this without your support. We want to improve and make the show better for you. And the best way to support us is by following or subscribing to the podcast. So can I count on you? Back to the episode.
1: I mean, look, you're better off setting an example of you just fighting through it on a daily basis, doing what you want to do, then fighting through it, doing something you don't want to do, because I believe like just, just the strain will turn, the strain turns into stress. But like, I think deeper, uglier stress than the stress of entrepreneurship. And, and I think it's like, it's weird. I I say the same thing as you do. It's like, I'm trying to set the example. And my uh, director of operations, Ellie, she always says to me, Um, she, whenever we talk about the CEO of of the company, she's like, Oh, Allie, like my oldest daughter. She's like, she's a real CEO. (laughs) You know know. what I mean? Like she, she always said that. And, and you know what? Like she says it, but she's not joking because it's like a lot of the decisions will fall onto that. Um, like it's like, I, it's a very delicate balance. You have, you have to be able to pursue what you want to do because if, You're not strong enough mentally. You eventually probably resent your family or your kids because they were in the way, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a balance. And here's how I look at it. As far as a day, by the way, a normal day, the girls get up. I have about an hour with them before they go out to school. Most of that is trying to just get them ready, getting them to eat something and not complain and to brush their teeth and whatever.
0: And the hair. Oh, I mean all of it.
1: Right. And I mean like, come on, man. So it's like, I never thought I'd be able to brush hair and do stuff, but I can now. And then they go to school. um, And then we get them from school and they always want to be picked up early, of course. But like, I'm like, I can't. Whatever. So let's just assume, I don't know, we get home. Then we get like maybe three hours a bunch of that includes a nighttime routine, a bunch of that includes playtime, and a bunch of that includes getting them to eat when they don't want to eat. And it's like, its I kind of got like four hours, but I always am extremely thankful that they're at least learning and being well taken care of for those middle hours and it allows me to do what I need to do. The problem is in how much of those four hours am I cutting short while I'm running back into the office to check an email or check a Slack message that I heard from the other room or whatever else, or to QA a video that one of my editors just made. It's like, how much of that? So I think we're all, we're whole humans now. And I think you're less of a whole human if you're, if you feel stuck at a place that you don't want to be at. And I mean, like I cannot say it enough. Like, that that's worse, like a whole human concept. Yeah, if I need to bring my daughter to the dentist, it's way easier than if I had to ask someone for time off. You know what I mean? Like all those all those little things, I try and just stack them up and I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? Yeah, I will pick her up Friday. Um, we're filming and then I got this, I could pick her up early around too, and we could go get ice cream, whatever it may be. So the flexibility is I think the the equalizer, but we're whole people. And I think you could gift yourself this life without the guilt because you have more flexibility than a lot of other parents. And I think the leap of faith comes into play there. It's not—it's it, not necessarily a leap as much as it is a conscious decision to be the architect of your own life.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And with that, um, so I listened to an episode, an interview that you were. Mm. Um, I think it was uh, Dylan's <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said something that totally. I'm like, yeah, this is so you. Because you say you said that personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. That's right. And you were coding somebody else who you had interviewed in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been following you like for almost a year just watching your Instagram stories and the content that you post. And I can see like, you know, you're awake pretty early. I I consider myself an early riser, but you you win. (laughs) Uh, By 4 a.m., you're already uh, at the gym Mm -hmm. and then you read your scriptures and then Mm -hmm. you have all this, you know, routine that Mm -hmm. you do in the morning. And how much of that uh, routine of waking up early, reading your scriptures, mm-hmm. keeping your mind and your body in shape has affected the the success that you had in your business? How uh, much of, of, of like sticking to a routine?
1: I will caveat that and say it's actually made me a more successful father. And that's why I do it. If I have that head start, then I'm going to be much more peaceful in the morning when my girls are being punks um, I want to be in the best mental state possible. And if I move around some heavy stuff or I go on a run and I read the Bible and I read a business, a little bit of a business book or whatever, I have a little bit of time to myself. I finally get the cup of coffee in and I don't do that first, by the way. It's so funny. People are that I, I, I used to be immediate, but now I like wait two and a half hours. They're like, you do what? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, just, just hold off for a while. Um, but I put myself in the absolute best mental state to be able to deal with them because you know how frustrating it could be, especially in the morning, man. Like, you know, this time of year, like when it's dark and it's not light anymore and they're like, no, it's still nighttime. I'm like, it ain't get up. Mm So, so number one, I think it benefits me in that regard, um, a lot. And I think that's really, 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 really important to just like send them off with love help them get ready with love. And I always find a way to make them laugh when they're absolutely miserable in the morning and just want to watch something and sit on the couch. Um, So that's one on the business side. I think for me, um, I don't do it. I don't do those things for clients, but there's a part of me that does do it. If people want to see if I'm the real deal, you know what I mean? Cause like we both do similar things and some of the stuff is not inexpensive. And it's like, okay, like how serious does this person take it? How dialed in is this person on a day-to-day basis? You know, so I'm like trying to demonstrate the whole concept. That doesn't mean you need to, you know, show everything that you do, but it's like, I want these people to know I get up early. Like, why, why wouldn't I share it? So I'm like, okay. And I see my clients see creeping on my Instagram stories. I'm like, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, good. Like, this is who I am. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So if your downloads, uh, if you didn't get like a ton of downloads this month or whatever, like at least see this other stuff, like you would, it would be harder to imagine that I'm not trying as hard for you either. Like it wouldn't make sense if I was just trying hard for me and not trying hard for the business that that just wouldn't make sense. So that's kind of like uh, almost a little bit of a safety net, but that routine, uh, the routines I have matter a lot. And I, I believe I'm trying to be a little bit better, Veronica, but like I like rigidity. I, I just like it I like I like predictability in uh occupation that is completely uncertain period and it's just like mm-hmm. it helps me so that's how I look at it
0: I, I love it I, lo- I I enjoy watching your Instagram stories <laughs> I'm like wow one day I'm gonna be up before him <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never planned that by the way it just kind of <laughs> happened little by little
0: but. um what what keeps you up at night
1: All of this. Um, I mean, do you guys ever feel like you're so committed? I'm looking at your YouTube YouTube channel right now, like 80,000 subs. You're right there. It's like, okay, you know, hundreds probably right around the corner. And But are there ever times where you're like, dude, I'm just not feeling this. You yeah. know, like, I don't want to record. I don't want to mm-hmm. teach people how to record. I don't want to be responsible for other people's success. I don't want to be responsible for other people's gainful employments. I don't want a client who's unhappy. I don't want a client who has who wants a refund. I don't want to have to restructure my agreement to protect us a little bit better. I don't want to make another bad hire. I don't want to pay my best person on my team more because we can't right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose these two top-notch clients who we've been working with forever and we've d- just destroyed it for them. like, they bring everything in house. When's our time coming? You know? Mm-hmm. So those are all the things that keep me up at night. Um, so I try and I'm so not this dude. I mean, I'm pretty, uh, spiritual, but like I, I, I try and just think of like all the good things that transpired per, uh, for over the day that are business or not business related. I'm like, cool. Like it was sunny. Cool. I got to run. Cool. Allie wasn't late to school. Cool, blah, blah, like all those little things. Uh, so I try and remind myself those things at at the end of the day, uh, and I'm usually fried by the end of the day. So as I'm thinking of them, I'll fall asleep. <laughs> but <laughs> but keeps keeps it up keeps me up at night. I would be shocked if some of those weren't the same thoughts that you guys have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. just
1: it's just the way you just want to do better.
0: Mm-hmm. You just yeah. want to do better. Yeah, I yeah I can tell you that those are the same feelings that we have. And those are the same feelings that Dylan, uh, expressed to me too. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes it's the uncertainty that, but that, that also gives you the, you know, the, the dopamine, the thrill, the, (laughs) the not knowing that like, okay, like, where is it gonna, you know, we lost a client and how are we going to find a new one? And, (gasps) um, and then we add that, uh, the complexity of what we're doing, which is uh trying to raise a family yeah. and have a business yep. as a couple. Yeah. So it's not like you get, you know, it's the end of the day and then you get to meet with your significant other and, you know, they can tell you about their day and then you can tell them about, about their day. It's just like one massive day. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. that's one of the reasons. Uh I'm that's one of the reasons why I'm making an effort to connect with people and to have people on my podcast and to have be on other people's podcasts Mm -hmm. and connect that way because it can be very isolating. You focus on your clients and you focus on, you know, day in and day out, uh, in your house, running your business. And then it gets pretty, yeah. Isolating and lonely. Totally. So I think that's why I'm making an effort to do this and to connect. And, you know, what a better way than to have a podcast. And that's what your business is about. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, you know, many people in the industry. And I I just think that you are one of the people in the industry that I will blindly send referrals and Mm -hmm. clients and Mm -hmm. it's because of that commitment that you show to your clients and that your professionalism and um did you if somebody is
1: i appreciate that
0: by the way oh thank you it's because you're a colombian (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, if somebody is thinking because i think you got into entrepreneurship the same way we got into entrepreneurship which is Let's just make some content. We didn't have a business plan. Totally, We were just like, we follow our curiosity. Yes. I Uh, say that all the time. uh (sighs) That's what, that's what we did. And that's why we're here for somebody who's listening, who's like thinking that they want to start something that they want to start making any type of content. Hmm. Like, what would you recommend? Let's say that, you know, I I have my full-time job. Maybe I'm a parent um, or maybe I'm not. What would you recommend them to do?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's really funny. I think entrepreneurship and content in, in a way is all about like shutting doors, like just imagine 100 open doors and you just got to close as many of them as you can until you start like you kind of really start to get it narrowed down. Um, I will be completely honest. Like Instagram is like an animal for me. Like I can never get my arms around it. Like I try so many different things and whatever. I was killing it on LinkedIn a while ago. And then once I niched down to podcast content, it started sucking, but I got more DMS and more prospects. Like, so it's just like some really weird balance, but here's what i would say. Shut as many doors as you can. I would think, uh, niche niching down is important, but I will tell you. Yeah. I don't know if you know, Chris Doe, he's my business coach. Like he he's always telling me like, why are you not including like lessons you learned from the military? Like, why are you not including this? He's like, you've gone so one dimensional. He's like, your entire grid looks the same. And I'm like, dang. I'm like, I thought I was doing, I thought I was doing something really great. Like trying to put out really great podcast content, but you know mm-hmm. what you and I, and I know, you know, this people really think they want to do podcasts and then all of a sudden they think it's this easy button first off, And then they're just like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> they're like, this mm-hmm. is not easy at all. So, um, so anyway, closed doors. And that means what's your expertise? What do you think about? Uh, what do you think about? Like, that's probably what some of your content should be about. And I don't mean like thinking about the football game. I don't mean thinking about this. I mean, like, what are things like three areas of your life, probably professionally, personally, and then just like in the middle that matter the most and just like start testing. That's what I would say. But the reason I say that, and you could, and you could be like, this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. There has to be a point where, you know, you're actually making something that fulfills you. I'm not talking about Facebook content. Like here's an update, loved Italy. Like I'm not saying that I'm just saying like traveling is really important to me because it resets me and I do my best work immediately after a vacation. You know, like that's what I mean or the podcast content, it's like, okay, like I could give you tactical content all day long, or I can make content about how podcasting has now allowed me to network with some of the brightest minds in entrepreneurship. How some of these people would never say, yeah, Veronica, I'll give you three minutes of of my time to prick my brain, even if you Mm -hmm. saw them at a keynote and paid for the VIP ticket, but they will have you, but they will come on your 45 minute podcast. Like Mm -hmm. those are some of the lessons. So it's like, look, like, I can't be a slave to the algorithm, but I know what I want to make and I know what's helpful and useful. And I just try and stay in that direction, but there has to be, we're all whole people. We're not just Instagram people. We're not just podcast people. We're not just family people. We're not just athletic people, whatever it is. Like we're whole people. And you just got to figure out how to package that pretty concisely into like you know, a couple main buckets and just experiment and start closing doors and start closing doors. Reach out to people like Veronica or Dylan, who will definitely help you dial it in a little bit.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think experimentation, uh, follow your curiosity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you and I are here, and we have the businesses that we have because we followed our curiosity totally. And we were not afraid to ex- um, experiment with things and like closing doors and and open all their doors and see what was our thing. And yeah,, I think you mentioned that there are some times that you just don't want to make content. Oh yeah. Um, how do you get over the I uh, I'm so nervous. Or that, what am I gonna say? Yep. Or what people are not gonna care that? Yep. And I still tell that to myself, like, God, people are for not real. gonna care." So how do you how do you get over that? How did you get over that?
1: I ha- so I have a, this I'm um, and I know we're we're kind of short uh, for time, but I, I have a perfect perfect answer for you. I have a client um, who uh, we launched with them and like it was kind of like scrambling to launch like we were all off timeline like they were moving uh they had health issues and all this stuff but like they're like if you just give me deadlines like i'll make sure i get it done and we did we got deadlines and we kind of had to rush and the launch plan like wasn't followed to a t or anything like that and then we're about five episodes in and it just wasn't going like the way we wanted. And it's like, I kind of knew that was going to happen and they were really self-conscious that they just did a bad job. But what I did notice was every episode they were getting better and better. And I was trying to tell them, but like all they cared about was like, yeah, but you said it's not like where we need to be. And I'm like, well, I was like, I'm just saying like, it's going to get better. It's just going to be a little bit slower than we thought. So they sent me a voice message two nights ago. And they're like, hey, I just wanted to share this with you. I was walking down the hallway of my office building and someone stopped me. And they said, hey, I didn't know you had a podcast, but I listened to it and watched it. And they're like, they said the person was in tears. They're like, I have the same exact thoughts and I've been through some of the same exact things. And just to even know that someone was out there putting that information out meant so much to me. So then my client, she's like, I was crying too, blah, 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 blah. She's like, it was a beautiful moment. I'm like, that's why you do it. Like let's just call that person Sarah. Like the girl, I was like, you just now. All you need to do is think about Sarah. Like Sarah's literally like waiting for you to just continue to engage her, to help her, to add value to her life, to be relatable, to just solve problems. And I was like, now you know. I was like, because there's so many more people like that that are waiting, and the only way they're gonna find out is if you're actually putting something out. And I know that sounds so trivial and so simple and whatever, but you know, at the end of the day, you and I both know, like, the likes on your post don't mean shit. Don't mean it. Sorry. Don't mean anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. but like, but if you get that DM or you get that specific comment or whatever, like I've been following you, even if someone who's been watching for two years and hadn't said anything, they're like, I've been watching you for this long. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. say like, I, I'm really like watching the journey. That's what makes it all count. Trust mm-hmm. me. Trust me. So that's my answer is like, that's why you make it because someone needs to hear it there's eight billion people in the world don't act like no one like it's not going to serve anyone it's going to serve somebody
0: Mm -hmm. oh that's that it moved me like (laughs) it really it really did because yeah you're so right you're so right and I I feel like we we just all want to be seen Mm -hmm. and we all want to matter and I think that sometimes the best way to feel like we are being seen and we matter is by making other people feel like they are being seen and that they matter to us. Yes, yes. And so that if you get in front of that camera, if you get in front of that microphone and you start recording and you share what you need to share, you know, what prompted you to start that is it's a it's a statement that shows that you care. yes that you care for now. that you care for that person who's listening, that you care for that person who's watching. And that's the ultimate. I'm showing you that you matter to
1: me. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that I matter to you. That's all there is. I love
1: that. You need to make content about that. That was very, <laughs> very, very well said.
0: <laughs> I know, we're just getting so deep. <laughs> um, so my last question before I let you go mm. is you being in the room with all of this great minds and people and I'm always like in awe because that's something that I struggle with. Like just the fact that you you told me yes to this interview mm-hmm. that it just it takes some I don't know how to say it. But maybe I'm one of those that before I even ask, I'm like, they're gonna say no. Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening to this who are who have the same insecurities who are afraid to reach out how did you do that like how yeah. did you have Gary Vee in your podcast mm-hmm. like how
1: mm-hmm.
0: were you in the same room with Tom Billy yeah. right? how did that happen
1: um I don't I don't doubt it as much as I believe I've put myself in a good position for them to say yes. I know, you know, like a lot of people are going to say no. We get rejected every day. People unsubscribe from your email list every day. People Mm -hmm. don't open your emails. People, clients don't respond to your Slack messages. Um, You know, like your wife you could have made eggs for your wife. And she's like, I'm not in the mood for eggs today. Like we all get rejected all the time. So it's like, mm-hmm. when it comes to podcasting, it's like, Oh, well, right. But like, if knowing that it shouldn't hurt, right. Patrick, Bett David's is the one who, I mean, I did a podcast with him. He really went on and rant about that. And it was so educational. It's great. But like, if, if you know that, then it should make the ask easier because it's like, how much more can your feelings hurt? If you know, you're getting rejected on a daily basis all the time. So, uh, that being said, it's like, you try and just position yourself. Like, did I have a compelling subject line? Did I have a, did I build relationships with people around them? Um, one thing I did for a lot of those people, those high level guests, like I added value to the people around them. I would go, i literally would go on LinkedIn and be like, who's some of their staff. I connect with their staff. So after the first interview I ever did with Gary V in person, I've done like four, like the first one after that, I went back. Didn't try to see him, didn't try and talk to him. I just wanted to make content for the people around him as a token of gratitude that even gave me that time. So like what happened next is like, cool, I could do it again next year. I was like, I didn't expect that, but little things like that. So it's like, you have to ask yourself, like, have you done, put yourself in a position to, um, Get the yes. Like, have you really, really put yourself in a position to to get the yes? And you'll know it before you do it. And the more doubt you have, it's because you don't have as many options and you probably mm-hmm. didn't do the work. I actually and I I know we gotta go, but like I have a, a very, very high-level client and they get a lot of podcast requests. And I have to, I screen them for him and I, I check them out and he he's like Here's my download numbers they need to have. They need to be ranked this much in this category. Or This is this, this, like pretty, really strict criteria. But it doesn't mean that once in a while, there's just like a really great different pitch. That's not like, would love to invite you onto the podcast. Here's my audience. Da, 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 da. Like, no. There's some other ones that I'm just like, they completely went zag or they zagged when everyone zigged or whatever the saying is, you know, and I'm like, dude, it catches your attention. Like all you need is just some luck. You need to be different and you need to know for sure that you've done everything you can to probably get the best chance out of yes. And again, like a no also can mean no for now, you know, like I hate that, but it's true. So that's what I would say. It's like, there's, you lose nothing by asking. And if mm-hmm. you don't ask, you don't get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I just wish that I could have you for another hour. <laughs> it's been, great. It's been, it's been amazing to connect with you. I was really looking forward to uh, talk to you and to have a little bit of your time. Um, what's next? What's, um, how can people find you? Do you have any interesting projects that you're working on right now like what are you up to
1: thank you you're such a good podcast host for asking that everyone take note um but yes um <laughs> i'm actually scaling back on content i'm on i'm in instagram i literally delete instagram from my phone like a bunch of mornings and then put it back oh. on in the afternoon uh just so mm-hmm. i don't get distracted because every time i oh, think i'm, I'm gonna over, do that yeah every time i think i'm over doom scrolling i'm not so i already have like five or six stories for today, but I don't have the app open. Right. I don't have the app on. I don't have it right now, but I'll put it on later and I'll do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, so Instagram and LinkedIn. And then I think I would say last thing we're doing. So we do full service podcast production, but I'm going to be super honest for your audience and for you. And we could have another conversation another time. But like a lot of people we work with, like they just don't make the content we need in order to help them. They just, they, they, their time management, like a million different reasons. So I think what we're looking at for 2024, besides a name change as well, is to be like, the only way we can guarantee you're going to get great content, great sounding content, great looking content is like, I'm going to fly out to you. We're going to spend one day together and we're going to record all this episodes Then wait, anyway, it's all in my control. And you will never, ever be able to give me an excuse on to why something didn't happen and your investment will absolutely be met. So I mm-hmm. think that's what we're going to be doing, and figure out um, how to make that a hundred million dollar offer.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. I uh, that's one of the of the things that working with clients and just helping them in that regard has been like a, a big issue for us, yes. is just to make sure that they that you get in on our workflow that yes. they can implement, that they have everything set up, that they can just like keep going and keep making their content we'll have to talk about this (laughs) i'm excited to see your new website and i'm excited to to see where you go next and who you meet next yes and i appreciate your time and i'm just